Um, I know that when I shared the vision, we shared the vision last week, especially more of like mechanical part of the vision. And that is the, um, you know, that we want to win souls and make disciples. You know, our mission is to love God and love people. And our goal is to turn people into disciple makers instead of just visitors and instead of just volunteers or members. And so, um, and we explained kind of the details of that. We want to take them through that four-step process, which is believe, belong, build, and become. We want to offer the tools to help people become disciple makers. Um, and when I presented that, and I could hear, even I heard from some people sharing that, and I just wanted to share for just a few minutes right now on the heart behind that vision, because a lot of it will seem mechanical. And secondly, a lot of it, um, if we don't catch, I believe, the heart of this vision, what's going to happen is that this vision will become a um, something that will treat people as numbers, treat people as uh, means to a goal. And that goal is getting all of us, getting our 12 disciples and people will be simply helping us to reach our goal. And that is not the goal. That is not the heart behind it. Uh, the mission of the church of Jesus Christ is to love God, love people, and of course, to impact the world. And I, I believe that the mission is the heart behind the vision. The mission is the heart behind the vision. Love God, love people is really the heartbeat behind the winning souls and making disciples. If we copy Jesus's pattern, but we don't copy his passion, we will develop a program. We're not going to have discipleship. We're not going to have relationships. We're going to have meetings. And even in our relationship with God, it's not going to be intimacy as much as it's going to be a set of rules, which will turn into a religion. And so I just wanted to kind of remind each one of us once again, as I am reminded of that, that the heart behind the vision to win souls and make disciples, Jesus's heart was really expressed in Matthew 22, verse 37, 38, and 39. And he says to that guy, he says that love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And then he says, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's really um, is the heart behind that vision. The problem with something like this is that, you know, we have a little bit more meetings than usual. But the meetings is not the heart behind the vision. Relationships are. Um, even reaching the goal of turning somebody into a disciple maker is not the heart behind the vision. To love people is the heart. But we can't go into loving people until we first redefine in our mind what does it mean to have a relationship with God. And the love God part comes before love people part. And something that I've been reflecting even on myself this weekend reviewing in my mind on how much the first commandment is not my, if I could say, it's not my goal. Because, you know, my goal is make sure I show up to prayer. My goal is make sure that I, you know, read the verses, the Bible reading plan. My goal is really that I review my verses that I'm memorizing. I keep the three-day fasting. I also give my tithe and my sacrifice. And those things are good. But the first commandment there's three requirements to love God. 
with three things that honestly I pay little attention to. Heart, mind, and soul. Those are not on my radar when it comes to a relationship with God. What's on my radar is prayer, reading, and Bible memorization. And so, and as I've been kind of reflecting this week, even on myself, and asking, you know, Lord, what does it mean to make disciples? We go back to the mission of the church, which is to love God and love people. What does it mean to love God? What I know is to love God is really a lot of more of like rules, devotional time, quiet time. Don't do anything foolish. Don't do anything stupid. But that's the expression. The heart of loving God is heart, mind, and soul. And I think that as, as leaders, if we miss in our relationship with God, the heart that loves God, the mind that loves God, the soul that loves God and enjoys God. If we miss that in our relationship with God, we will miss that in our relationship with people. Our relationship with God will become a religion because what is religion? It's rules without love. That's what religion, good rules, religious rules, not bad rules, but without love, these rules make religion. And, um, I'm guilty of that, I think, on some, some days, on bad days, on the good days sometimes, um, of turning my relationship with God into a set of rules that lack the, the, the spark, that love part. And so, and I'm kind of, I wrote some, th- some things down. If I copy the pattern of Jesus without his passion, I will have a program at best, and at worst, we will have, as a church, problems. I wrote also down is that people will become more of project. Guilt will replace joy. Discipline will replace delight. And religion will replace relationship. To love God means that God wants a relationship with us. But without love, we will end up with religion. Religion runs on rules. Relationship runs on love. God wants to be loved, not used. God wants us to use prayer, but so we can love him. Use Bible reading, but so we can love him. God wants us to use Bible memorization, but so we can love him. Because in loving him is where the intimacy is. And that intimacy produces fruitfulness. The fruitfulness is we become loving toward others. We, be, we, we don't do fruitfulness. We are fruitful. We become loving toward others. In intimacy with God, in that connection, in that love with the Lord, we have a chance to look at his heart. When we are fruitful, we get a chance to honestly express, show, model his heart. Because if we don't get in love with him as our father, we have a very difficult time to model the love of the father uh, to others. And so I just wanted to encourage each one of you that the heart behind the vision of winning souls and making disciples is really starts with us loving God, not just using um, God, but the goal is really to keep a prayer, but to really falling in love with God in prayer, in fasting right now, in Bible reading. God has to become our goal. We have to come back away from religion and into a relationship. It doesn't mean that we don't have to have rules. It doesn't mean we, have to, we don't have to have routines. It doesn't mean we don't have to have structure and rhythm and, and a lifestyle and a momentum. We all have that. But the first commandment is not um, pray every day or read the Bible every day. The first commandment is love, love God. And if we miss that, 
The second one, it will fall like this. We will miss the second one. And the second one is to love people. Again, not to use people, but to love people, which means that discipleship is really about relationships. So a few things just kind of wrote down for myself, wanted to share with you, and we're going to um, break away in just a few minutes. Um, people were created to be loved, not used. Um, we are who we are because of people who loved us, um, not uh, for and or because of people who didn't uh, love us. Um, and loving others is a fruit. It's not just work. And so it's not just something we work on. It's something we let Lord produce in us out of the love that we have uh, for him. And so um, I wrote this down that we will provide lessons to our life groups. But guys, um, only people can provide love. Jessica can provide us with lessons, but only each one of us can provide love. That's why we don't want to focus our groups as much on deeper revelations because people are not coming to groups looking for deeper revelations. What they're looking is for deeper relationships. Groups are not for revelations. First, they're for relationships. And that's why relationship has to be the goal, not me bringing a fresh revelation. I have talked to few leaders and I found out those who during this season went in so deep into getting revelations, they spent two, three days preparing for their group. And after a while, the group still gets, you know, your revelation, they get, they get similar. And so, but the relationships are not built. And when you ask those people who had great revelations, says, how many people you actually met outside of the group? Zero. How many people you took out to dinner? Zero. How many of them do you text throughout the week? Zero. And so we don't want to build our groups on revelations. We want to build them on relationships because that's the love people part comes in. Um, Loving others is not something that we strive to do. It's something we surrender to God to do. And love is not something that is taught. It's something that's caught. It's not something that's explained but experienced. But, of course, we have to talk about it at the end. What does it mean practically now? Um, devotional life is more about the heart, mind, and soul than about time, place, Bible reading plan, Bible memorization plan, fasting, set of music, and... Um, and honestly, even, um, what do you call diary? When you write in your, yeah, or your prayer list. Devotional time is really about heart, mind, and soul. And if we, honestly, keep that at the center, because this, this process of discipleship can get so distracting that we actually don't focus on people. So is our devotional Bible reading plans and everything else can become so distracting that we actually don't focus on our heart, our soul, and our mind when it comes to God. Your soul, your, your mind, and your, your heart is more important in prayer than in prayer. And I think that is the first reminder. The second thing is that discipleship is not going to be about meetings. It's going to be about relationships. Do we need meetings? Heck yeah. Are meetings going to make disciples? No. Uh, we make disciples. And we, we do that through relationships. And therefore, I think relationships are the most important thing when it comes to all of this not just numbers not just make sure this person is in the right process we have the process we're going to provide the tools we're going to motivate each person to reach their goal but all of that is anchored is fueled by the mission which is to love people and that cannot happen if we don't love god if we only worship god believe in god spend time with god but we don't 
freaking love him. Honestly, all of that, it's gonna, it's gonna spill into other areas of our life. Um, third thing is that when love is the goal, meetings are not gonna be the problem. Meeting people, hanging out with them, giving up your days or evenings are not gonna be the problem. Because um, we were talking with Jordan and Lucy last week, our life completers, you know, and we were saying how when they got a child, how much their life changed. Parenting really took a lot of their selfishness, their selfish uh, ways, which were good. And I said, the sacrifices they're making, um, they're doing it with joy because they love that kid. They love that child. It wakes them up at three in the morning. It takes this from them, that from them. And they're spending so much money and so much time. But because there's a love behind it, all of that, it does not seem like sacrifice. It has a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment. And I think that if we don't love people, meeting with them, caring for them, giving for them, visiting them in the hospital, doing all of this stuff, honestly, it will all be a burden. All of it will be a burden. And it will have no sense of fulfillment whatsoever. And so the idea that, oh, you know, meeting every week is going to be hard. Yeah, to, uh, to some degree, yeah. But we, need, we can't look at meetings. we got to look at we got to go back to the heart of Jesus and get a heart for people. Does that mean that we shouldn't have breaks? That's, that's not the goal right now. The goal right now is we want to catch the heart, the heart of Jesus. And lastly, is that um, because of this, I think we need to refresh our mind concerning people who reach out to us looking for help. Um, from our church, who used to come to our church and not see them as time wasters, not see them as I have more important things to do and not see them as, well, you're not in my group right now because people matter. And a lot of them, they will come to a group. They will be leaders. They will be disciple makers. Um, they will come around. But our test, and it's, I've been examining my heart this week because there's quite a few people, but honestly, I kind of let go. They reached out. They wanted relationship. They did not want it to be in our church, but they wanted relationship. I almost developed this, like, almost like a resentment that if you don't want to be in the church, well, not that I don't want a relationship, but I'm kind of busy. And so it was quite a few people this week. I kind of reached out back and say, hey, how are you doing? Just didn't ask for coming to church or anything. And I'm not going to be invited to the group yet. I'm just, I put him on my prayer list and I'm like, Lord, I want to resume. I can't build a relationship with every person, but if I'm going to avoid completely from those people who are outside of the church, leave them and walk away, then honestly, uh, how am I witnessing? How am I winning souls? And so that has kind of made me ponder those things. And, and remember not to give up on people just because they give up on the church. If they want to still have a relationship with you, God is going to use that relationship and he's going to draw them in uh, back to Christ. And if he doesn't, at least you're that witness in their life. All of us as leaders, we have to first become winners of souls before we can become disciples of men. Winners of souls. And to become winners of souls, we have to become, not be experts at arguing or even witnessing, experts at relationships. And I think um, I would be the first one to admit that we don't, I don't do that really well. I need God's grace in that to do that better. I do preaching probably better than relationships and other things better than relationships. And I think that this causes me, this vision causes me to catch the heart, to be reminded of the heart 
and to remember that the heart is the fuel for this vision and the heart is relationships with God. Not religion, but relationships based on love. Not just based on what I can do for God, but based on my love for Him. And then based on loving people, not just make sure they come to a meeting, but loving them, caring for them as an individual, as a unique creation of God. And that comes from the fact that God loves me that way. And that becomes the heart for what we do. And I think that if we catch, we need to be reminded constantly of this, bringing it to the Lord. But if we catch this, I don't think that this will become too difficult. I don't think that our system or our process will feel like a program. And I don't think people will feel like their numbers on the conveyor belt. Want to add something to it?